Howdy, howdy. Howdy. And welcome, probers, big and small, to... But it was aliens. Aliens. You sound like you really enjoyed that. I did. We are the Alien Comedy Podcast, where we probe real-life alien incidents to decide whether they really did involve aliens, which is stage one. Stage two is... Stage three is when humanity are prepared for alien invasion. I'm your host this week, Kevin the Grey, and opposite me today is Granville Moonwalker. Yo, yo, yo. Now let's get right into it today. We are going international. Japanese plane, Paris flight, ending up in Tokyo, going over Alaska, hop on board. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. I'm pretty sure there is a Lupe Fiasco song which has Snoop Dogg in, which goes from Paris to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. It's actually an air route, so I'm, I'm stretching a little bit. Fair <laughs> dues. So. thought it was a kawinky dink. It was the night of November the 17th. <laughs> I honestly thought you were about to say... It was the night before Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) It was not the night before Christmas. November the 17th, 1986. A Japanese Boeing 747-200F cargo aircraft carrying wine was... Red, red wine. You've picked up my habit. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Every time you hear a word that's in a well-known song, you cannot help yourself. I wonder how many listeners now do that as well. I wonder how many turn off the moment they hear us sing. <laughs> we wouldn't have any listeners. Uh, yeah, good point. So, carrying wine was travelling from Paris to Tokyo Narita International Airport, Japan. This flight, Japan Airlines Flight 1628, would follow the polar route over Alaska which is on the very northwest of the United States of America, just across from Asia. Obviously, more direct routes have opened up since this time, but in the 80s, Rocky was beaten Drago, the Cold War was still a factor, as I must break you. As were refuelling stops in Alaska at the Anchorage Airport. You might remember Anchorage, we've mentioned that one before. It was on the plane stretch between Iceland and Anchorage, Alaska, as the sun went down, that things would get unusual. What you thinking? Aircraft attack? Air Force One? Conair? Snakes on a plane? <laughs> snakes on a dick! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Unusual things. And, uh, um, equipment going haywire. Mm. Readings being off. Planes coming in but not showing up on radar. Things showing on radar but not being there. People disappearing. <laughs> You've basically just nailed the whole episode. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> now, I'm going to give you a hint. This podcast is called But It Was Aliens. Butts turned up out of nowhere. (laughs) It was around. Good old Pennywise. Everyone saw Jigsaw. That would be creepy. Although, would it be? Because Jigsaw himself isn't creepy. What's the name of the doll? Well, he's dead now, isn't he? So 
Oh shit, I've just spoiled that for anyone who's not seen Saw 27. <laughs> What's the name of the little thing on the... I can't remember. Tricycle. I can picture him exactly on his little tricycle, but I cannot remember his name for shit. Might want to get one of them bikes and dress up as him. Completely off topic. I've been thinking we need like a mascot. I actually have the pig mask and a hood. That's not hood, an alien mascot. Cloak from is, Saw. Yeah, it's not where I was going. I was thinking a mascot for our, our podcast. <laughs> I just thought you meant mascot in general, just to like... No, just like a little alien kill. dude. We sit on a shelf by where we record. We say hello to him. He says hello to us. Yeah, we, we could do it with a mascot. Hmm. What do you think? I was thinking cuddly xenomorph. Ooh. If you squeeze it, its tongue pops out. I call it its tongue. Its impregnator pops out. Is that its dick? No. Because that's how it spurts its offspring into its prey. Is that its dick? Yes, it is. <laughs> Xenomorphs have dicks in their mouth. They're dickheads. Ooh. How has this never occurred to anyone? <laughs> Mind blown. I want a predator. <laughs> Just in general, like as a pet or? Yes. <laughs> but as a mascot. No. I'm going to have a look. Right, so moving on. <laughs> Alright, so let's look at the crew of the plane. Bunch of mavericks. <laughs> oh, I want to put that Top Gun music back in again, but I'm scared we're going to get sued. In the cockpit were Captain Kenju Taruchi and ex-fighter pilot with more than 10,000 hours in the air. Kenju's Goose, Goose. co-pilot, Takanori. You're my boy, Goose. My boy, Goose. Right, so the Goose was Takanori Tanfuji, flight engineer Yoshio Sakuba was on the right hand of the three-man booth piloting the plane. This was an experienced crew who knew the air. As the plane entered Alaska on autopilot at 35,000 feet, Anchorage Air Traffic Control advised a new heading. It was 5.09pm. 17.09. Yes, we have exact details for this one. At 17.11, as 16.28 came out of its turn, Kenju noticed two unidentified aerial phenomena to his far left, about 2,000 feet below his altitude. Kenju assumed these were military craft, as the craft were pacing his flight path and speed, though it was slightly unusual that they stayed in the dark sky to the left and did not veer towards the brighter skies. At 1719 though, the two crafts suddenly veered to 500 feet. That's 150 meters in front of 1628 in the stacked configuration. Kenju realized something was off. Clever boy thinking they were military crafts at first, because that's exactly what I thought they might be. Clever boy. <laughs> Clever boy. I mean, they might have stayed in. The Dark Skies. Not the film. 
to um, hide their position from the enemy, if there was an enemy. Potentially. But then, coming up in front of them, 150 did the sky disappear after that. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to get into what happened next. I can neither confirm nor deny that the sky disappeared and the road below them disappeared and everything turned red. I need, there's, there's nothing more I can pick here. Yeah, it's, it's going to escalate. It's going to get escalated. Let's just check out an image of the craft he saw. Take a look at this photo of the incident from my personal collection, G. I swear to God, if there is a picture of you pulling a Mooney (laughs) or your penis is on this page. I would not do anything so childish. Uh, what the fuck are they? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that what you saw? Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. I would describe them like floodlights. That's a good shout. Um, if any of you guys out there have seen Independence Day... Oh, God, yeah. And you see the helicopter where it has the row of bright lights on the side of it and they try and signal to the aliens, that's what these look like, but it's just two squares. That is such an accurate shout. With three segments of lighting. So you have three strips on each square going um, vertically and you have a set of lights on the right set of lights on the left and the middle strip is just um, lights off really it's just two squares one is slightly higher than the other but only slight that's still weird hmm <laughs> How did that get in there? Oh, shit. (sighs) Moving on. So, Kev has also inserted a picture of himself with a lady friend. And some weird creature is having its way with the lady while Kev watches (laughs) on. (laughs) Kev is being cucked. (laughs) I'm going to make sure this picture gets shared so that you can't, can't get share out of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't really put that on Insta, can we? Oh, I don't oh. know. Can we? I like how you say that's me. If that's you, clearly... Hold on. You said these pictures from your personal... <laughs> <laughs> if... Any listeners would like to see this picture, <laughs> DM me and I will make sure it gets sent your way. I wonder if we can post it. I don't think we can. There's, there's not anything on show. No, but the implication there. I like how you call it a creature when it's clearly E.T. I thought that, but it looks like a high E.T. E.T. on drugs. Hmm? Who is it, Kev? <laughs> there with you don't know I've never seen that picture before is this one of those times where you blacked out you've spent a long time looking at that <laughs> I'm mortified by it it's like a car crash you can't stop looking why have you put a pillow over yourself <laughs> to stop me from looking 
Right, move on. We need to get this picture out of the way. Fortunately, it's in my mind. It's in my mind. After pulling in front, <laughs> as the picture indicated, the proper one. Which one? The alien one. Okay, the proper alien craft. (laughs) The crafts activated some kind of reverse thrust and their lights became startlingly bright. So, to come from beside to in front of 1628, the craft had to have sped up and then stopped as if there was no such thing as gravity or any resistance in general, really. It matched 1628's exact speed, so that it appeared to be standing still in front of 1628. Then, suddenly, it changed course again. A bright flare went off for around five seconds, to which Kenju could literally feel the warmth on his cheeks. Air traffic control was notified at 17.19.15, but control could not confirm any air traffic in the area. After about four minutes, the craft assumed a side-to-side position once more, which they maintained for another ten minutes. Let me just remind you that all three of the crew witnessed this. Have I just blown your shitting mind? No. Solar flare! (laughs) So they were blinded by the lights? Yes, sir. Hmm. So what... When they went to the side position, Mm -hmm. were they either side... Oh, side to side position. Yeah. In front, not beside the. Ah, uh, I thought they meant either side of the plane. No, no, no. I was going to ask what the shape was when they saw it from a side view. So, do you reckon the same way they did in Independence Day? This was some kind of greeting or possibly code to say that back the fuck up. <laughs> I'll be honest. At this point in my research, I had no idea. Or get smacked the fuck up. Obviously, I tend to go in things thinking in my head, there's no way this is real. I couldn't, at this point, think what the hell this could be. And he felt the heat on his face. Mm. Could it have been a military craft of some kind? Or another craft um, just going up to signal them or to try something? I don't know. The speed and the accuracy at which it moves and matching their speed just like that. Oh, yeah, that is it's true. Hard. It's not as if it slowed down gradually or anything. It's quite instant, Yeah, obviously it? I can't say for definite that it isn't at this point, but it's hard to fathom us having that kind of technology. Let's just say that my shitting mind has not been blown. But it's intrigued. <laughs> Goddamn rain. Start coming down really hard. It won't last. So the objects obviously looked square-shaped, but the lights actually appeared to be glowing nozzles or thrusters, separated by a dark central section. Kenju believed the objects may be cylinder-shaped, but appeared square, like floodlight columns, as they were front-on. As the craft moved, the lights got lighter or darker, which indicated that the nozzles were automatically firing to maintain course. At 17.23.13, the crafts left abruptly as they moved below the horizon to the east. So that's about 12 minutes of an incident. Not exactly a see something in the sky, but you're not sure kind of encounter, is it? Are these some kind of like F-Zero crafts? F-Zero designed bitches. (laughs) 
I get what you're saying. I think they sound more like the floodlights from the helicopter Independence Day thing. Yeah, they do, but thrusters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, could they have been controlled remotely? Remotely or automatically, so it's been programmed to keep a certain distance <clears throat> or whatever. What year was this? 86. You'd have to have some really good tech for it to be remote controlled and maintain everything like that. Because it's like the technology that we have in cars now, isn't it? Where um, in some cars, it'll if it gets too close to an object, it'll start to slow down. Hmm. I mean, could that have been the birthplace of that tech, to be fair? It's odd nonetheless. Very odd. Did the thrusters or lights, did they change at all in terms of patterning? Yeah, like some came on at different times. Um, the people thought it was like it was trying to adjust its course to keep where it was supposed to be as the plane manoeuvred. And did they both mirror each other or completely different? I don't think they entirely mirrored each other, no. Because I was thinking if they completely mirrored each other, that I don't know, could weirdly be one craft, so to speak, or controlled by one operating system or one person. But if they're both doing slightly different things, more likely two separate ships or two bastards controlling them. Hmm. So where the objects disappeared... Falcon Punch! (laughs) Kenju now noticed a pale, thin strip of light mirroring their altitude, speed and direction. Mummy's coming! The crew set their radar to a 25 nautical mile range and were able to confirm an object at the 10 o'clock direction of the light strip, 7.5 miles away. The crew informed control. Anchorage control couldn't confirm anything on their radar, but something was incoming. This isn't hugely different to how the ships come into view in Independence Day. A huge band of light as they break the atmosphere. I think it's quite weird that the radar on the plane can pick it up, but the one on the ground couldn't. Which would have been further away. But weren't they coming in to... How far away were they from control? Because I thought they were coming in to land and then got told to redirect. Regardless, they're in the air and the craft is beside them and in front of them, so it would have been closer. But control could still pick them up, couldn't they? Yeah. But who knows, it could be some sort of special tech that only works from certain distances. Could be. Well, I would say alien war, but no one got hurt as of yet. As of yet. So, maybe it was a warning. Maybe. And also, I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, if it's a mothership, then it might be that smaller crafts have anti-radar tech on them, as you might find with Earth tech. So you'd have stealth flights and whatnot, but then they'd go back to land on a bigger craft. Yeah, that is true. So by this time, the aircrafts were approaching the Alaskan city of Fairbanks, and the city lights begun to illuminate Mummy. Kenju was able to trace the outline of a giant spaceship, nay, a mothership, on port side. This thing was twice the size of an aircraft carrier. Not an aircraft, an aircraft carrier. The mothership followed the plane in the same formation for a 45 degree turn and descent from 35,000 miles to 31,000 feet, sorry, not miles, feet. 
followed by a 360 degree turn. Anchorage Control offered military intervention, but Kenju was aware of the Mantell incident and so declined military support. I won't go into too much detail because we may cover that at a later date, but basically a UFO incident resulted in a crash in 1948. Kenju did not want to crash. So let's just check out a few renditions of what the crew saw from my personal collection. So this mothership was following these bastards at that time. Yeah. So initially they had the baby ship. Mm -hmm. Now the mothership has come into play. Doing the same sort of thing, tracking them. That'd be quite scary. Okay, that silence was shock. Just looks like the the planet Saturn. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm looking at is what is what is known as an airplane is an airplane (laughs) (laughs) and above it can only be described as the planet Saturn which it looks simply like someone has taken an airplane and put it into space yeah that's yeah (laughs) so it's got like the strip around the middle which you might think of as a classic flying saucer So that could have been the beam they saw coming into view before the bowl on top and beneath it then came into view, making it look like Saturn. Still, to me, just looks like Saturn. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that it doesn't. These are some very strange renditions of Mm -hmm. pictures. Aren't they, though? Okay, so this next one shows another aeroplane with a red reptile-scaled Saturn literally just looks like reptile scales all over it in red underneath the aircraft and then in front two red discs which do not look anything like the set of lights that we saw earlier in front of the plane they're totally different yeah obviously that one wasn't drawn by the pilot that's just people doing impressions of what he saw so i think they've got a bit carried away with the saturn made the ships look more like it over alaska and underneath we have one of the pilots i assume yes holding a picture i'm assuming he drew this yeah of what he saw and again this looks less like saturn more like a space hopper or not a space (laughs) hopper but the ones you used to get with the ring around them where you stand stand on on them and jump yeah looks like that or a Mm -hmm. burger yep it's a bur- He's drawn a burger. Giant burger. Giant burger. Mm-hmm. With some south. And underneath that, we have Kev <laughs> getting absolutely destroyed by E.T. By his probe. <sighs> How did that get in there? I really don't need to see you naked, son. <laughs> you stop putting these personal <laughs> pictures in the probes? <laughs> look at that thing no (laughs) (laughs) they basically saw a combination of the planet saturn and the death star i've actually got an image to scale here if you'd like to check this one out fucking hell yep excuse my french if that is to scale that must how did no one else see this in the air if that's to scale that is pretty much like the moon (laughs) (laughs) Imagine the moon being next to an aeroplane. 
and that's pretty much what we're looking at here. That's insane. Yep. And mm. no one else saw this. I don't know why you're finding that bit puzzling. Think about it. When you're on a plane, you're barely ever over land or over civilization. So towards the end of the flight, they started getting close. But for the majority of this, you think this went on for 12 minutes. That's 12 minutes above nothing. Were they the only people aboard that plane? I know it was a cargo yeah, plane. Yeah, yeah. So. Fuck. That's insane. That's huge. Mm-hmm. If that... If this probe is 100% real, that must have been terrifying to see. Especially when it started getting close, yeah. So two planes did approach 1628 to confirm the presence of UFOs, and unfortunately... By the time they arrived, 1628 had lost sight of the mothership. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Well, obviously, they they saw it for like 12 minutes. By the time the craft got out there, it had already gone. To be fair, I would have asked for military assistance, even not to shoot them, but to just be Uh, there and be a witness. Remember, again, I don't want to get too deeply into this, because in case you cover it, I don't want to know too much about it. But this happened before military went not to attack, but then it caused a crash. That's as much Ah, as I know, but this is why this guy didn't want to call the military. He didn't want to end up like that. Fair enough. So once landed, the crew submitted a formal report confirming that they had seen a UFO mothership alongside smaller UFOs. As I said, control couldn't pick up any radar signal, but it turns out nearby Alaska Air Force Base Elmendorf Control did report a surge primary return after a couple of minutes. So something was definitely there, which could not be explained. Disturbing electromagnetic waves. Do you think that we are going to have another... So you know how Nimitz Mm -hmm. was real? Mm -hmm. Do you think they're going to come out and say that this was real? (laughs) Four weeks after we cover it. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Nimitz. We're ahead of the game. They're like, shit. <laughs> shit. Those damn UFOs. <laughs> those damn MIBs. Those damn MIBs, Balboa. <laughs> well, they clearly didn't attack them because they managed to land mm-hmm. safely and draw yeah. and to report. It's, so did they just follow them for a little while? It sounds like just... the little ones went to have a little snout of them, mirrored them in a formation suggesting they were monitoring them but they didn't attack then they had their fill left and mothership came for a quick snout or mothership maybe came up to pick up her babies do you reckon the mothership was actually chasing the other two and they tried to hide in front of this other craft in front of the plane (laughs) and then they buggered off and the mothership followed the aeroplane because it like sensed that the other two were there maybe it was like hmm why can i sense them here but they're not here Hmm. followed them for a bit and we're like well they're clearly not here and then went i'm just speculating here just chucking out (laughs) shit so in december 1986 kenju gave an interview to two journalists pretty much straight after he'd done this Japan Airlines grounded Kenju. Kenju was moved to a desk job. They clipped his wings. 
Kyoto News contacted Paul Stuke, the Federal Aviation Administration, or FAR, FAA, Public Information Officer in Anchorage, and received confirmation of the incident. United Press International also had the report confirmed, and so by the 29th of December 1986, the news had gone international. They couldn't cover it up. The FAR consulted on what to tell the media about the UFO. The FAR chief of the Accidents and Investigation Branch, John Callahan, thought it most likely an experimental stealth bomber sighting and conducted an internal investigation, playing back the radio calls and all available radar data. The FAR reportedly informed the Navy Vice Admiral who asked the FAR not to talk to anyone until they were given the okay and to prepare a presentation for government officials the next day. This meeting was attended by the FBI, CIA and the then US President Reagan's science team and the men in black. Ooh. <laughs> this shit was taken seriously. Yep. Ah. They called in the big dogs, yo. Yep. This isn't all hands on deck. Yeah. One of those moments where, like, every department gets the call and you see the montage of everyone, boots on, laces done up, things being clipped in, lockers being slammed, <laughs> <laughs> close-up of badges, <laughs> doors closing, people driving off. Badges? Oh, badges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little badger. <laughs> they squatted the fuck up. Yeah, absolute squad. <laughs> so as you may guess, the meeting demanded that this incident was kept secret and indeed that the meeting itself never took place. Just to confirm, it was that far chief Callahan I mentioned earlier who subsequently leaked this. He would state that the government confirmed this to be the very first incident of recorded radar data on a UFO and took possession of all data. But Callahan managed to retain the original 30-minute video that had been compiled of all the data, as well as the pilot's report and the FAR's first report. They had been forgotten about or remained in his office. There were also printouts of computer data on the UFOs from which all targets in the sky at the time of the incident can be reproduced. So basically, what I'm saying is that we have some legit evidence. So they made a copy of the radar. Yeah, basically they made a video of everything all together, then copied that video to present obviously at all these meetings and whatnot. But they left the original... <laughs> Clever when voice. they took it all, Clever the original voice. was just sat on his office. <laughs> Ooh. And it's quite clever to record all that, so you can go back and check it. And, mm. Mm. and it was very clever to keep a copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he already had an inkling of what might happen. The fact that everyone, all these other people were being called, he was like, hmm, don't know if I can trust them. Hmm. Smart boy. Smart, smart boy. So after a three-month investigation, the FAR actually did release their results at a press conference on the 5th of March 1987. Here, 
they tried to retract the earlier confirmation that pilot had confirmed a UFO sighting. They tried to say it was a split radar image that appeared to the pilot at the exact wrong time to make it look like a UFO. The FAR said that they accept the descriptions from the crew, but simply couldn't confirm what they saw. So, a split radar image. Yep. But they physically saw it. Yep. Well, they're saying, (laughs) we accept what you saw, but we just can't confirm it. You didn't see anything. (laughs) We accept what you saw. You didn't see anything. But we accept it. You didn't see anything. Sweeping this under the rug. Absolutely. Keeping everyone quiet. (laughs) Look, we know what you saw, but you didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Our boys got to them. They got to them. They took all the evidence, investigated it thoroughly, and then swept away. Kept all the evidence and swept away. Sons of bitches. That's actually it for that incident. It's been covered by a lot of podcasts, books, and websites, and most state that they believe this incident was indeed a real UFO. I feel duty bound to go a little deeper though. Firstly, can we debunk these professional bastards? The crew combined have about 46 years of airtime, so they were not noobs. Rest in peach. Peace. Peach. <laughs> Rest in peaches, Valentique. <laughs> Rest in peace, Valentique. They were also all free of alcohol and drugs. Legit. Legit. 46 years of airtime. No alcohol or drugs. Mm-hmm. Can't question it. Mm-hmm. So looking on the other explanation side of the fence, UFO researcher Philip J. Class <laughs> noted that Kenji was a UFO repeat sighter whom had two sightings before this incident and two more after this in January. Kenji already believed UFOs were of extraterrestrial origin. The whole crew saw the lights, but it was only Kenju who made out the full mothership. Meanwhile, Yoshio said that he couldn't be certain what he saw wasn't simply a bright star. Class also did some digging and found that it was likely both Jupiter and Mars were visible in the sky that night. But in a later report, he had realised that Mars would have been extremely faint and removed this from his explanations. Instead, he put forward reflecting moonlight and ice crystals in the clouds as the cause, but the craft was above the clouds. So the sceptics are changing their story when things don't add up. Perhaps their stories are a slight issue, but that doesn't explain the radar, and let me reiterate, there were two other crew members as well as the radar data, which was taken seriously enough to warrant government involvement and a possible attempted cover-up. Also, a few others have since confirmed that the meeting with the government officials and men in black took place. Tough one. So, just because Kenju has reportedly seen UFOs before Mm -hmm. does not mean that this one is not a UFO. Absolutely. And you've also got to remember he's flying the same sort of flights as a pilot. You tend to have your roots, don't you? You do. So if there's something around that area, chances are he might keep seeing it. And Yoshio said that he couldn't be certain it wasn't simply a bright star. 
Yeah. Again, can't be certain. Did did our boys get to him? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been told to throw a bit of cold water on this. And um, I think if you're a pilot or someone who spends a lot of time in airplanes or even someone who spends a lot of time looking at the sky when you see a star you can bet your ass that it's a star or a planet potentially you know the difference between craft and astronomical objects so kenju had his wings clipped yep desk job rest of life what if um yoshio had a family had people to take care of (laughs) and they threatened to clip his wings potentially they got to him and he had to come out and say that he wasn't certain what he actually saw it could have been a bright star yeah Yeah, just just throw a little bit of shade on kenju for us would you yeah they seem to be uh shitting on kenju quite a bit Mm -hmm. which you would kind of expect them to do if they're trying to shit on a story yeah make someone look crazy and unbelievable and to be honest I don't think it really matters if he thinks it's extraterrestrial or not, because he's still seeing something. Exactly. It's up to him what he believes it is. So by itself, this is a pretty compelling file, right? What if I told you that there has been a couple of further sightings in this area by other pilots? Ooh. On the 29th of January 1987, Alaska Airlines Flight 53 confirmed a very fast-moving object on their onboard radar between Nome and Anchorage. Nome! The crew could not see the object visually, but they did confirm the object was moving incredibly fast and gaining speed at a crazy rate of approximately 18,000 miles per hour. Anchorage couldn't confirm that radar reading at control. Then, on January the 30th, 1987, a jet flying from Anchorage to Fairbanks also observed a large disc-like object within 40 feet of the aircraft before disappearing. The transcripts of the radio interactions for both of these subsequent incidents are published online, as is 1628. So, two others within a couple of months of the first. (laughs) Did they clip the wings of these pilots? I'm not entirely sure, actually. Mm. But these other pilots, they were saying, obviously the transcripts were available so you could see they've seen something, but they weren't coming out and saying they saw yeah. something. I was about to ask. Whereas Kenju, because obviously he liked aliens, so he was like shouting out to the media, I've seen something, and boom, clipped. That is true. Um, I was going to say maybe... These guys saw the kind of attention that Kenju was getting, but then he might have been getting good attention from the media, but Clip. prospects as a job, yeah, office job. This man was a clipped. safe pilot. They stuck him on a desk. It wasn't like he handled it badly yeah, or he, had a crash. He had nothing on his record, did he? No, no. no. I suppose if he did, you wouldn't allow him up there to fly in the first place, would you? Mm-mm. UFOs in Alaska. Been quite a few. Yeah, we covered the Alaskan Triangle in a previous episode, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And there are quite a lot of crashes as well as sightings there. So maybe there is something going on up there. Time to summarise? Indeed. That's today's file, son. We've had Japan Airlines Flight 1628 cruising over Alaska when two incredibly fast UFOs have approached it putting on a light show or jet thruster show. 
three crew members saw these strange lights. Then once they disappear, the pilot Kenju, who was very experienced and had seen UFOs before, looked around the sky and spots a mothership. The others only saw strange lights. Radar data from an airbase confirmed that something was in the sky. The UFOs then disappear. The pilot puts in a formal report and talks to journalists. There is a documented meeting with the FBI and CIA. Kenju subsequently has his wings clipped. Was it a UFO or was it strange but earthly lights Kenju saw, followed by catching sight of Jupiter when looking for the lights? Or was it the Death Star? We have ships appearing and disappearing, moving unexplainably fast and stopping suddenly without any respect for our laws of physics. Does this remind you of anything? Any final thoughts before we conclude? I have no final thoughts because I have already made up my mind. You have? And this is fucking crazy. (laughs) But it was aliens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to run around the room because I'm trapped. We have already seen this type of behaviour in the USS Nimitz Mm, one. Yeah. And I wouldn't it has swayed my answer simply because we know that governments like to cover shit up mm-hmm. and they don't want you to know what is out there but they then come out and tell you that that shit was real so just like with Nimitz I'm expecting in four weeks time to be told that <laughs> this is actually real but I'm also pissed at how they've done uh Kenju. Yeah, he got screwed. Yeah. And like I say, every show I've listened to on this and everything I've read about it says the same thing, that they feel really bad for him because he's had his career buggered for it, basically. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do anything wrong. No, nope, literally said what he saw, believes he saw it. I mean, if you did see it, you saw it. Yeah. He wasn't an unsafe pilot. From what we know, he had no marks on his record wasn't drinking there was no drugs 46 years between them and he was an experienced fighter pilot as well wasn't he maverick so people are saying oh he's seen stuff like that before think how much time of his life he's spent in the air Mm -hmm. maybe he has been required to chase down things like this before so maybe maybe he's got a reason for being a believer to begin with exactly i'm with kenji (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not actually saying that it was aliens. But it was aliens! I was about to give you the biggest boo ever. I was about to go... (laughs) I saw you were just about to open your mouth. You had given me this glare. (laughs) You dicked me. (laughs) You left me out on this hill by myself and die. I wouldn't give a shit. I would Uh, still say it was. But You know what? These aircraft ones always get me. I've seen Jupiter in the night sky. I don't buy that an experienced pilot or crew would mistake a planet, which by the way look like stars to us here on Earth, for an alien craft. I believe they saw something. So it comes down to whether Kenju is credible and to me, whilst he is interested in UFOs of extraterrestrial rather than military origin, these things moved too fast to be current or even future military tech. The cover-up attempt was also suspiciously strong with this one. 
Any final thoughts before we close? This is aliens. 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 Probe. That was our final thoughts. <laughs> Hashtag. We believe in Kenju. <laughs> we stand with Kenju. Ooh. Smoke that hashtag. <laughs> On the anniversary of it. We stand with Kenju. That's the pod this week, folks. It's not often we go there, but today we went there. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the show. If you want to catch us on the Twitter... On the Twitter! <laughs> we are at But It Was Aliens. We're on the gram. We need to say Instagram in a particular way. On the gram! <laughs> at <laughs> But It Was Aliens podcast. We are on the Instagram. We are on the Instagram! On the Instagram! <laughs> on the gram! <laughs> on the gram! <laughs> We'll be heard by you <laughs> next time on But It Was Aliens. But until then, remember, the truth is up there. Kenju saw it, so might you. Hash tag. Hashtag we stand with Kenju. Kenju. We stand with you. Kenju. We stand with you. <laughs> and you. We stand with you. Can you? We stand with you. Can you? Can you? Can you? With you, we stand. Can you? Can you? Can you? With you, with you, with you. Can you? 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 Can you?